0: Sam! Sam, over here, it's Greg! After getting off track at the Tower Theater, Joff and I ran into food writer Greg Elwell of Aid Oklahoma fame at Scotty's Deli. Greg was eating a Sweet Heat PB BLT, which is a BLT with the addition of pork belly. Anyway, when we told Greg we were researching ghosts, he offered us a seat and shared some ghost stories involving restaurants. I'm Sam Saxon. I'm Joff DeRoot. And you're listening to
1: Tales Unveiled, where we explore urban legends.
2: This episode of Tales Unveiled is sponsored by Oki Comics. Okie Comics Magazine is a quarterly anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Check them out at okiecomics.com. That's O-K-I-E, comics, dot com. All
0: right. Well, Greg, what do you have for us?
3: That all depends. How do you guys feel about prostitutes?
1: I can't speak of that
3: in the state. All right, I'm not asking if you guys want to go see a prostitute. I'm just saying, like, almost every restaurant ghost story in Oklahoma involves a closed brothel so uh, if, if you guys are okay hearing about uh, some prostitutes boy have we got some good stories for you yeah I'm game for that uh, what a fascinating history we have indeed for a very moral culture we <laughs> definitely have an amoral past uh, well so in medicine park there is the old plantation restaurant that uh, used to be a hotel and was haunted by, some say, a cadre of spirits.
0: Medicine Park's are very beautiful. I've been there hiking quite a few times in the Wichita.
3: is it?
1: It's an old, old town, too.
3: Well, a beautiful town. No wonder the dead want to stick around. Uh, well, there is supposed to be a young girl Upstairs, who's playing the piano. The ghost of one, not just a regular young girl wandering around. That'd be pretty weird. I mean, so is a ghost. You know what? Yeah. Never mind.
1: <laughs> the living would
3: be weirder. There is a prostitute with brown hair who apparently lingers by the staircase, perhaps waiting to take a customer upstairs. And the ghost of swing musician Bob Wills
1: Who's Bob Wills?
3: He's a swing musician from Oklahoma. Hmm. But anyway.
1: That's very specific. I wonder if he has any unfinished business.
3: Probably like three lyrics he just never quite nailed down.
0: Do you have any ghost stories uh, a little bit more local, closer to uh, Oklahoma City?
3: Well, let's see. There's Gabriella's.
0: Tell us about Gabriella's. Uh-huh
3: all right gabriella's formerly the county line restaurant which was known for having really great ribs i mean the ghost of some delicious ribs died in that place i swallowed a few of those ghosts myself
0: i'll I'll, i i can see that
3: (laughs) thank you uh well like every other place it used to be a brothel seriously you cannot walk through this city without stumbling upon 17 places that were brothels. You're, you might be sitting in a brothel right now. The Prohibition-era dance hall and gambling den was apparently the hangout of one famous gangster Pretty Boy Floyd, but it's not mm-hmm. his ghost. It
1: mm-hmm. is
3: the ghost of a man killed by a jealous husband who was there to see his favorite prostitute. And now now they serve just a dynamite carbonara
0: what other stories have you heard about in, uh, throughout the metro in general
3: ooh I actually don't have a lot in the metro
0: oh I meant this also includes like Norman too or something no. I mean
3: I've got Noble okay yeah Here yeah, Noble. yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry well there was an old grocery store in Noble that's now a restaurant called Kendall's
1: mm-hmm. I've heard of that one
3: they say there are technically four different ghosts. Four ghosts? That's yes. quite a bit. Yeah. There is a uh, ghostly girl wearing uh, an old-timey dress out near the stables. That's uh, what the dining room is now. There's Margaret, a woman in black, who you can usually find near the kitchen, and then there are Henry and Theodore, Hank and Ted, who manifest as poltergeists. And they are the ones who are usually blamed for most of the unexpected movement of uh, items by both the staff and guests.
1: What have you heard about Kendall Shaw? Uh, I've heard of three of those four, so I'm, I'm adding to my notes here. Uh, yes, I've heard Hank is famous for holding the back door shut. So in the construction of the building, it's uh, they've added on the next building next to it, something we've done here in Oklahoma in several places. So you'll pass out what once used to be the back door, go through a brick hallway, which used to be the alleyway, and then the, to the uh, stables which used to be the dining room, as or is today the dining room, as you said. Uh, and apparently Yank wants that back door closed, so as people come through, it'll stick. And push on it from, uh, I even talked to one of the busboys who said that it was in fact uh, he thought someone was holding it from the other side because it would give just enough that, uh, before it pushed back uh, and he would yell and scream and finally it would let go
3: do you think he's trying to keep people in to eat the chicken fried steaks or out so that he can have the chicken fried steaks
1: I think he just doesn't want the cold air in some kind of celestial memory I've had their
0: chicken fried steaks, they're pretty good
1: I've attempted their three-steak challenge. It, it, uh, I was defeated after halfway there.
3: That's, that's saying a lot for a, for a paranormal investigator such as yourself.
1: I'm more of a researcher than an investigator. There's a subtle difference.
0: Greg, have you had any luck with their chicken fried steak challenge?
3: Not yet, but very soon I will be taking that on. Do
0: you have any more ghost stories for us while we're here?
3: Well, the only other one I can think of is in Bartlesville, a place called Frank and Lola's. It's uh, in the 1910 Buford and Sons building, and supposedly there's a female ghost dating back to, here's a shock, when it was a brothel. (laughs) Stories say that Estelle, a prostitute who was murdered, still haunts the building to this day. I mean, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> but seriously, just a bunch of dead prostitutes in this state.
0: I think I've also kind of heard similar stuff about some of the places up in Guthrie as well.
1: Yeah, so that, uh, Guthrie is very famous for its former led- red light district, uh, which, in fact, the Bluebell Saloon uh, is infamous on both the upstairs and basement, depending on the quality of the clientele.
3: Well,
0: while we're here, let's get something to eat. What do you recommend, Greg?
3: Oh, boy. I mean, they make their own pastrami, which is delightful. Uh, if you get the New York size, it really is. It's like those pictures you see from Cat's Deli, they're enormous. But most recently, I've become enamored with the Sweet Heat PBBLT, which is pork belly, bacon, lettuce, and tomato with a spicy sambal mayo on uh, sourdough bread and good lord it is something to behold
0: all right well jeff we'll, well how about we get one of those sandwiches and i'll make some phone calls and see if we can't check out one of these haunted restaurants for us to investigate sound good it's joff to okay thank you but does the plan sound good to you
1: yes this is this should be some good new leads All right, well, we'll all get started. Thank you, Greg, for talking to us.
3: Glad to help out.
0: I sent off some emails and Facebook messages to a few of the nearby places Greg had mentioned while we were at Scotty's Deli. The first to respond was Kendall's Restaurant in Noble, Oklahoma. Hi, Kim, how are you doing?
4: Hi, welcome to Kendall's.
0: I'm Sam Saxon, I'm here with Jeff DeRoot. Oh, it's Professor Joff DeRoot. I'm sorry, I'm here with the professor and we're here with Tales Unveiled, so we've been talking through uh, Facebook Messenger, so uh, we're here to do the interview.
4: Great, why don't you guys come on back to the back room and uh, we'll sit down and talk about it.
0: All right, thank you. If you are planning a trip to Kendall's, I have two pieces of advice for you. Bring an appetite, and bring cash as portions can be hefty and as for the latter, they only take cash. While Kendall's is known for their chicken fried steak and a coupling challenge, they do have a few other items like fried catfish, burgers, and cinnamon rolls. It was a Wednesday afternoon when we came to visit. Kim, the owner, led us to the back of the restaurant and along the way, the aroma of the place had started to make me hungry again, despite the fact that I'd eaten lunch a few hours earlier. We had the back room to ourselves Kim told us they had recently experienced some flooding due to a clogged downspout, but I wouldn't have been able to know that from looking around as they did a great job cleaning it up. I got my recording gear situated on a table in the center of the room where we sat down to chat. Kim, for those that are not familiar with Kendall's restaurant, can you tell us about us?
4: Well, I sure can. Um... Kendall's restaurant was started by my mother, Brenda Mantooth, in 1986, and she was named after, uh, the restaurant was named after my daughter when she was born, her oh, first grandchild, sweet. Kendall, who is now 31 years old, just exactly like the restaurant. Wow. So, mm-hmm. And we took it over from her three or four years in, so we've been here a long time.
0: Tell me about the food, and what you're known for.
4: We are known for chicken fried steak, but I think that we just serve um, comfort food, and it's food that would be, the best compliment I can ever get is that it's like your grandma used to make, that it's
1: home-style cooking.
0: It is really good, I've been here a couple times, so.
1: I attempted the chicken fried steak challenge. I was defeated, but I was happy.
4: (laughs) You did receive a quitters box? (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) It seemed a little out of character for the professor, at least from my perspective, to be so whimsical and happy talking about the chicken fried steak challenge and that he attempted it but failed. It just... It just didn't even seem like a thing that he would even do. I don't know. It was... It was just kind of weird, but it was also kind of nice to see him, you know, kind of in a good spirit about something. I don't know when, how long ago he did it, but it almost sounds like it was a lifetime ago for him. But anyway, I continue the conversation along with Cameron. Well, uh, what else would you like people to know about Kendall's that they may not realize?
4: Kendall's Restaurant is a place where everyone really is family. That's kind of our quote and it's the truth, the people that work here, the people that they have family and the customers that come in, we all become family and that's the best thing about it.
0: Alright, I guess we'll get into the ghosts now. So Jeff, i let you take it away.
1: Uh, tell us the history of the building.
4: Well, the building is a little over 100 years old. It uh, was originally Stuffle Beans Grocery Store. And after that, they held it for a number of years. It had a grocery store. It sold coffins in the back, originally, and then it was sold and became a couple of other things in Otasco, I want to say, and then eventually, in like I said, in 1986, we came here. So, uh, hmm.
1: complicated history a lot going on here.
4: Yes there's been a there's been a lot of different businesses in here as it was as we took it over we combined all the different buildings together. Originally the hallway was an alley Mm -hmm. and so and this back here was also where they did um, a slaughterhouse. Hmm. So it has since been all enclosed and made into one building.
1: A mm-hmm. good deal of remodeling. A lot of remodeling. It
4: goes on every day in a hundred year
1: old building. <laughs> <laughs> so with all that foot traffic over the years and constant renewal uh, should stir up anything that's been keeping around here.
4: You know uh, I think that that's probably part of it. We like to say that it's so good and they never want to leave but they really don't. We have um, We have consistently since we've been here had activity
1: what kind of activity
4: we have had um, for years the girls would tell me that different things happened to them and pulling of hair of course doors opening and closing which i've witnessed myself just um opening up closing all by themselves it wasn't until i installed about 10 or 15 years ago i installed an alarm system that we started really taking it seriously because the alarms would go off all night long and the police would come and the doors weren't open. At one night, finally, a, um, the police were standing around the building with the doors standing open and all the lights on, and I had left myself 15 minutes earlier. The toys were all out, but nobody had come in. That's whenever I got serious and called a paranormal team to come in and see what was going on.
0: Hold on a second. What prompted you to want to call in a paranormal research group?
4: I would think that um, several groups over the years had contacted me because the, the history of the building, but I never did let anyone come in. I kind of wanted to protect it until one night um, there was a medium, a professional medium in here eating dinner, and she called me over, asked for the owner, called me over and said, you are aware that this building is haunted, aren't you? And I just really kind of looked at her, and then she started telling me things that she was seeing, like children and a little boy and a little girl in the back room, and they were running through and describing exactly what so many customers and so many staff had seen. And so she said, I have a group that, if you're ever interested, this is a professional group. And so that's how I called them, PRI.
0: So what did this paranormal team find out exactly?
4: We called in what I understood was the best in the um, state, OKPRI, with um, Christy Clark leading it. They came in and they set up, and if you want to, it's on their website, and there's a Kendall's investigation, and you can hear some of the evidence. When they came in, uh, in the hallway, which is where we've had most of our activity, uh, they set up a one of the little meters that goes off whenever somebody walks by, but there was nobody in there. It went off so many times that they eventually had to just disconnect it because there's so much movement and activity there. So we knew that that was real. And then the uh, toy room, the kid room, over the years, many, many kids that would play in our play area said that they saw a little boy or a little girl playing in there. And to the point that some parents wouldn't even let their kids play in that room. So we did set up in there and we are never disappointed at any investigation in that room with flashlights going off, toys being moved, uh, you name it. It's It's pretty active back there.
0: The professor paused for a moment and searched through his black
1: leather notebook for something to ask him. I've done a bit of my own research on this, as as I'm sure you've heard. Tell us about Henry and Margaret.
4: Um, The very first night, we had two psychics that came with the group, and they both separately came up with two names, Henry and Margaret. And um, they felt like Margaret was, well, they felt like she was the one that was giving us the problems with tossing things and pulling hair. and a little bit more uh, mischievous, let's just say. Henry, they continued to tell us, was someone that walked back and forth and they could even smell um, like he was a butcher, is what they kept saying. We have since found out that Stufflebean, the middle name, was a Henry. We did not know that at the time. and As a matter of fact, it was probably six or seven years later that somebody, one of the Stufflebeans came in and told us that that was his name. We didn't know. So we think that possibly it's Henry from uh, the Stuffle Beans and just maybe he loves this building as much as we all
0: do. Stuffle Beans was the supermarket, wasn't it? It was past. the
4: original grocery store, an old country store. Mm-hmm. But they also had a butcher and a slaughterhouse and, and sold coffins. I mean, it's an old building, they kind of a general place that they sold everything.
0: So it's the That kind of, on a personal note, that kind of blows my mind, a general store selling coffins. I mean, it's not something you can go find out at a Walmart or a Target.
4: (laughs) No, I think that... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give it time, all things come back around, right?
0: (laughs) On a personal note, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you?
4: You know, I have only had probably three or four actual... Encounters um, and none of them have scared me because they were all pretty much during the day. But I would have to say, oddly enough, the strangest, weirdest one was just actually a couple of weeks ago. I always work in here on Mondays and Tuesdays on paperwork all by myself. I'm not afraid of this building at all. As a matter of fact, I love it. When I walk in the door, I always say, Don't scare me, it's me. That's all I ask. So I was walking through the building, making sure that all the air conditioners were off and all that, and in this men's bathroom back here, this was just Monday a couple of weeks ago, I opened up the door, and I was the only person in the building, of course, and I heard a very loud sneeze right behind my head. We'd had plumbers earlier, and so I thought one of them had come back in. I mean, it was not, it wasn't like on the movies, like a, you know, a scary, it was a sneeze. So, I didn't know ghosts sneezed, but they do. Because I turned around and I looked throughout this building and wasn't here. It was, and it was very loud. So, that was what I would say the weirdest. It's not exactly a great scary story, but who knew? They sneeze.
0: I never heard stories of ghosts sneezing, so that's quite fascinating.
4: It is quite fascinating. Mm. I don't
0: know. Besides the sneeze, what things have you seen?
4: What I have seen is... Um, next door where my office is, one day at about 10.30 in the morning, I walked into the kitchen, and when I walked back in, I saw a black figure. I don't want to say it was, um, it didn't have any kind of shape, but it was black, and it walked from one wall through the other wall. It was very clear. It was broad daylight, so it did not it did not frighten me, but it was very it was very apparent and there was no way that it could have been i mean i you know i'm pretty cynical about some of this stuff because i know that you can look like you're kind of dumb by by saying that so but i have seen that um a number of times whenever i would close the restaurant there's a radio in the back room they're the dishwashers and i would close up and be turning on the alarm and go back in the uh the radio would be back on. I would turn it off, unplug it, come back up front. I would see the, uh, we have some little plastic things that would be spinning and the radio would come back on. So that was pretty powerful. So that's about, that's about all I've seen. I mean, I've seen a few little things, but as far as something I would say, there was no question in my mind, those would be them.
0: I guess I'm gonna ask you, Professor, are you familiar with any sort of black figures or mysteriously shadowy things in your research?
1: There are numerous cases of shadow figures. Uh, Just about uh, anything that gets to a certain level, having these visual appearances, usually tie in with sounds and particular poltergeist activity. So I would say that we've certainly got something going on here. Absolutely. Well, so much activity, maybe we could capture something. What do you mean? Uh, Will you have equipment, let's, let's set up and do an investigation.
4: Well, alright guys, I'm going to go up front. I've got a restaurant to run, so you guys just stay back here. If you need anything, give me a call, try not to get too scared, and I'll see you in
0: a little bit. Thank you, Kim. You're welcome. We both wandered around the restaurant, checking out the various hot spots for ourselves. The first spot we decided to try was the children's area. While we waited, we both ordered dinner. Neither of us attempted the chicken fried steak challenge. While we were there eating, nothing happened. No toys were moved. It was quiet. We sat in a few different places throughout the building. And again, nothing. We returned to the back room where I had left my equipment. And that's when I decided to call it a day. (sighs) All right, we've been here for three hours now. I haven't seen anything, felt anything, heard anything, no shadowy figures, no children, no creepy sounds. I I don't think we're going to experience anything. It's pretty quiet too. It's not like it's a busy Saturday. I, I think we probably should just give it up.
1: Something could happen. Are you sure we didn't bring a flashlight?
0: Uh, for the millionth time, I did not bring a flashlight. Mm.
1: Well, maybe there's something that we've already recorded. You, something we could have missed. You know, the electronic voice phenomenon. So check the tapes.
0: Well, first of all, it's digital, so it's not actually tapes. But fine, it's probably going to listen to three hours of absolutely nothing on there. Probably just us and probably sounds of me eating one of the chicken fried steak sandwiches. But if it'll make you happy, we'll go ahead and check it real fast. Okay. I played back the audio files, and after a while, well, I'm just gonna play for you what we heard
1: You heard that right?
0: Yeah, I heard that. I'm pretty sure there's probably one of her employees. Yeah, we there was a couple times when you and I were both not in this room, and I just left my Zoom recorder just recording all willy nilly. Someone could have easily snuck back in here and just whispered, "Film
1: row. but you would have heard them approaching. I mean, listen to this floor.
0: Uh,
1: let me play that back again. All right.
0: I played back the clip. Sure enough, there wasn't any footsteps. Okay, I will admit that is a bit peculiar, but if you've been working here for years, you could probably know which floorboards creak and which ones don't.
1: But we're in Noble, Oklahoma. Why would someone say Film Row? I think something deeper is going on here. I think somebody's trying to reach out.
0: Well, what's there in Film Row? Is there anything interesting
1: and notable in Film Row? Oh, Film Row has a thousand stories raging back decades.
0: I guess I'll reach out to some people and
1: make some interviews
0: happen and we'll head down to Film Row.
2: Tales Unveiled is a production of The Show Stars Now Studios and is produced by Dennis Spielman. The voice of Sam Saxton is Dennis Spielman. The voice of Professor Jeff DeRoot is Jeff Provine, featuring Greg and Kim as themselves. To support this podcast and get bonus content, visit www.talesunveiled.com. This episode is dedicated to Toby Coleman, who died heroically putting on the most rocking of rock concerts with leading females on a planet that forbids such things. Finally, today's advice is from Will Rogers. When you find yourself in a hole, quit digging.